0: The Georgian Voices podcast is brought to you by the development team at St. George's. It is our aim to build and maintain lifelong links between all those in the Georgian family, to inspire them to be the very best versions of themselves. In each episode of the Georgian Voices podcast series, we are joined by a guest member from our Georgian family, as we hear from them about their time at St. George's and what they've gone on to do in their life and career to date. Each episode is available to listen online, including our website, georgianfamily.co.uk, where you can also read our latest news, including the newly published edition of our Always Georgian magazine. In this episode of the Georgian Voices podcast, we hear from Georgian parent, Tiffany Bikaregi, founder of Go, also known as Georgian Outreach, which is the volunteer program that offers students the opportunity to support the local community. Tiffany is joined by myself, Karen Potterton, Development Communications Manager here at St George's. Tiffany shares a story about how she came to set up this wonderful programme and her plans for the future. Hi, Tiffany. Thank you for joining us on the Georgian Voices podcast. I'm uh, really looking forward to talking to you about GO, the Georgian Outreach Programme. But I thought before we got into that, perhaps you could sort of tell us a little bit about growing up in the US and how on earth you came from being in sort of America to Surrey.
1: Absolutely. Um, so if we go back, far back, my volunteering experience uh, and exposure really started in secondary school. I was part of a school council Uh, working in a soup kitchen uh, where I realize and remember very well how much one person can do to help others. And so um, I continued that kind of as my passion throughout Mm. my journey. Um, I went to university in New York, where I started uh, a number of outreach programs in Harlem uh, with my friends and um, other students uh, working in Harlem to help people of various different groups. Mm. Um, I then joined Goldman Sachs Investment Bank, Uh, where I continued my passion of of, uh, volunteering in the community. Uh, My husband worked at the same bank but in England, Um, so I eventually made my way here. Um, We moved to Weybridge, uh, two children who both go to St George's, um, which is actually the beginning of when I started thinking about how could I use my outreach background and planning experience to help St George's. Um, I saw there were many programs at St. George's. They had SVP, Kennedy Club. They did lots with Salvation Army, lots of uh, school initiatives. But I thought, ooh, wouldn't it be great if we could get every student to volunteer in a year group in the community? So when they leave St. George's, they have all had one day of volunteering. Mm-hmm. Um, so I brought the brought the idea forward um and it's been going since uh, 2017.
0: And who did you take the idea to? When you...
1: Um so Mrs Owens yes. at the time and she was a big advocate of it, she said this is a great idea, um we can definitely do more in this space and it's amazing how much support I got from the staff, ideas from different teachers and it started with cold calls, it started with Salvation Army who we have a great relationship, they said why don't you talk to Lumen Learning Trust, why don't you talk to the council and before you knew it we had 15 projects for 150 students, wow. um, and you know, now, how many years on, this is our 7th year of Georgian Outreach, or GO, our snappy acronym. And uh, over 900 students have volunteered at the college, and over 300 at the junior school.
0: Wow. Incredible. And do you do it all yourself or is there a team of you or how is it? So
1: I source all the projects and now I've got great relationships with uh, so many different organizations who want us. Mm -hmm. They reach out to me and say, are we doing this again? Please, can we do more projects? Um, And actually, we now have a lot more care homes as well. Um, So I organize them, but it's very much up to the students to do the volunteering and the teachers help execute each project. Um, working with staff in sports, art, music, um, a variety of areas who help kind of execute some of the uh, projects that are more focused in those areas. So we do leverage the staff in their particular expertise. And it's
0: particularly year groups that you work with, isn't it? Year six at the junior school and year three at the college, college,
1: yes. Exactly. And
0: and how much time do they spend working on the projects?
1: So uh, each has a whole day. So at the at the college, they're, they're there for a whole day. Um, and in some cases, it is some hard work getting mucky on Easter Common and helping the park ranger. But it's well worth it and very rewarding. Um, at the junior school, we do a half day. Um, but also the, and similarly, they, they really enjoy it. They all get a lot out of it.
0: And what feedback do you get from the students? What do they tell you about oh, working on the projects?
1: It's, it's brilliant, actually. Um, the first year I did it. Um, I can't tell you the number of students who said, can I do this more? Can I keep volunteering? Of course, that was the whole idea, to give you exposure. And then you can continue to do it on your own. And um, I think that was one of the first positive reinforcing comments um, I heard. Then after lockdown, when we restarted the program, so many students said, this is the best day I've had this year. Um, I think also after lockdown, the feedback we got from students was, can we do more with care homes? I think they definitely recognize the need um, to do more for the elderly. They were particularly hard hit with lockdown um, and they wanted to provide entertainment, help with gardening, uh, companionship. Um, So that's exactly what we did last year. We added uh, quite a few more care home projects. We find those are really mutually beneficial. You kind of see the impact immediately um, so yeah, it's been, uh, it's
0: been good. And did you operate during COVID? Were you able to be outside and sort of still operate projects?
1: Yes. So the one years? year where we were in proper lockdown, um, homeschooling, et cetera, um, we offered ideas to the students and had them come back to us. And I remember one student in particular, I think she had litter picked 20 bags of litter. Okay. Um, and so we had a variety of different, um, projects given to them and they did it. They executed, which was great. They delivered. Um, And then uh, two years ago, when we had the changing government regulations, where we were in bubbles and then it had to be outside, we went from kind of a plan A to a plan B. I think we ended up on plan C, where everything was outside. We definitely couldn't be indoors. Um, And that actually worked well. I mean, there were some students working in 30 degree heat, building forest schools. Um, there was another group who was entertaining a care home from outside pouring rain with a small marquee um, but it worked you'd have the students singing to the residents the residents singing back um, it was still very rewarding so yeah we were we were able to do it it was a little more difficult but but we did it
0: and in terms of you have I think we're up to 22 projects you had this yes. year and are the the projects you go back regularly to or do you try to bring a new project each year or is it just a case of who sort of puts their hand up and say, we want you to come and work with us, or how, how does that work? Yeah, so we have a,
1: a, a core group of organizations who we worked with from the beginning. Salvation Army, St. Augustine's, Christ the Prince of Peace, Lumen Learning School. And we find we've got perfect projects that we can repeat. You know, something's not broke. Don't fix it. Um, and then we just continue to refine them, get the right students on the right projects where there's music, etc. So we will always use those as our core. Um, We've been able to add more groups in the, the years after, such as Elmbridge Countryside, where we work the Park Ranger on Easter Common. Um, we also added Home Farm last year. And that was, Home Farm was very much a teacher bringing the idea, realizing um, St. George's already has a really strong relationship with Home Home Farm, they're, they're developing this community space and our students were able to kind of move to the next stage, to develop that land. Um, it was hardcore work. But they did it, so so yeah. So the, the project ideas, if teachers come or parents come with an idea, we explore it. We see can we add it? How can we add it? Um, so yeah. So we have added a couple projects every year, new partner organizations, and I expect we'll add another retirement home next year. So we're always open to refining, and we can always we can always add. Um, but I actually think we've got the right balance at the moment between schools conservation care homes, we also did uh, a project where the students taught English to refugees. Um, so we feel like we've got the right breadth mm. um, and it's just refining it each year.
0: Are the projects that the students particularly enjoy and some that are more challenging or, or does it just vary?
1: So yes, definitely um, and in an ideal world we'd let the students pick their projects yes. but from an organisational perspective uh, we, we match the, the students to the projects. And in the past, I'd say, there's probably a pre-lockdown view. Everyone wanted conservation. Everyone wanted to be with the park ranger on Easter Common. But like I said, what was interesting after lockdown, so many students said, no, I actually want to go to the care homes. Um, so that's again, how we kind of altered the projects, did a bit more on the care home front. Um, so, so we found, yeah, those, those are quite popular. They love the school projects as well, because our college students are working with primary school students you see them in the playground and our students are swarmed by these, these younger kids just looking up to them as role models. Um, and Often the teachers of the school say, can they come back every day? And so it, it, it gives a good feeling for both. Definitely mutually beneficial.
0: And do you think it's inspired some of the students to go on and find volunteering opportunities in their own time? Are you aware that any of them have sort of gone back and helped? Yeah, I think there
1: there was definitely that trend happening pre lockdown, um, and and I have seen it again uh, returning. Um, I remember one girl in particular who helped teach English to the refugees. It was a few years back. She actually changed her vocation and focus. I think she might be in the sixth form now because of what she experienced in the program, which I thought was quite positive.
0: And how much time does it take up for you? I mean, it sounds. A really substantial project that you do every year. I mean, how much of your time do you t- do you need to do it? Oh, it's quite
1: a lot. So we're starting the planning now, um, and come January to June, it's like a full time job. Right. Um, but it's enjoyable. I mean, how often do you get to talk to a headmistress, a park ranger, a nun, <laughs> a priest, and all be working together on all these different projects? And the thing is. They love it. It's one of the most positive things. So it doesn't feel like hard work. Um, and sometimes I get my family involved too, <laughs> so they can help.
0: Yeah. Is there a particular sort of highlight that, that sticks in your mind or something that's been really special?
1: There's a there's a couple. I would say um, when we were in the kind of post-lockdown, have to do everything outside period, when we were entertaining um, some residents at Whiteley, it was uh, one of the women's uh, 100th birthday, 100th um. birthday. Um, And the students prepared a special song for her, prepared flowers for her. And the residents were singing along. And it was just magical. Mm. Um, And and that inspired me to do more with Whiteley Village. And this last year at Ingram House, um, we had students planting the garden with the residents and then performing music to them after their lunch. And I remember one of the students saying, they just keep coming out as in the residents are actually coming out to listen to us. Um, and we were talking to the Whiteley Village staff, they said,
0: we haven't seen this many people out in years. So that felt just quite special. So and what about the challenges of the projects? There must yeah. be a few.
1: Yeah, there there are a few. I, I'd say weather is sometimes the most difficult challenge. Um, we have a number of outdoor projects and particularly the forest school ones. We've had uh, a couple days where it just poured with rain all day. And I'd be checking on the students and they wanted to continue. We'd say have a break you can finish a little bit early today but they didn't. They wanted to complete the project and they'd follow through so I'd say the weather condition can sometimes be a bit difficult.
0: So what about your hopes for the future of the project? I mean if if you fast forward five years how would you like it to be working then? Would you like to be bigger or are you happy with the sort of level it is at now or is it so much work that that would become a year-round full-time job for you? how do you see it going forwards?
1: Well, I think we have the right number of projects and the right variety. Mm. Um, like I said, we, we can continue to add new partners as we see it fitting with our mission and our vision. Um, but I think for the most part, we would continue to refine, um, improve the structure of each of the projects. Um, but I'd say five years forward, in our ideal world, we'd be continuing this, not just for the third years, but it would be continued each year. Um, obviously resources would would be a potential challenge there but it would be nice to see it happening more often and we do hear that from from the teachers and the students we want to do this more but it is it is a lot of effort and a lot of logistics management so in ideal world yes we would do be doing it on a regular basis
0: so the students that come on The project do they come back into the classroom and write about what they've been doing or do they use that in their schoolwork as well their experience they've got
1: definitely Uh, we get the feedback from the students and i can see from my son he he participated in the program um this past year as well as year six at the junior school i could see he really opened his eyes as to in one case he was working with the elderly residents saying oh we need to call grandpa we should we should touch base with grandpa Realizing Yes, that connection is really important. We need to continue to do that. Um, The other project he'd worked on was conservation. Again, he wanted to go visit Easter Common again. He wanted to go see the stag beetle den that he built. And he couldn't believe it was still there. Um, So, yeah, I have seen definitely some impact from the programme beyond the actual project.
0: Are you aware of similar projects at other schools? Have you heard of similar things or so i don't believe they're doing
1: this at many other schools i do know quite a few years ago there was a local school doing something similar but i think that they stopped doing it so as far as i'm aware we're the only school really doing this at the moment at, to this degree mm. having an entire year group go volunteer for one day in the community but i think all schools like our as well we do a lot of community outreach already so they'll probably be doing something on a school scale or uh particular ideas or needs of the community.
0: Okay. Brilliant. And what do you you get personally? What sort of drives you to do it?
1: Oh, I just love it. (laughs) Um, The smile on the students faces when they're working really hard is one of the most rewarding feelings. But when you hear the organizations continue to give feedback saying, this is the best volunteer group I've ever had. That's all you really need Mm. to keep going. Um, Just seeing the impact on the community, the impact on the students, the teachers, um, it's not hard to keep doing what you love.
0: Brilliant. Well, you're doing an amazing job, so well done. Thank you, thank you. If someone was looking to set up a similar program to Georgian Outreach, what advice would you give them?
1: Well, I think first and foremost, you must have the passion. And once you have the passion, The rest is easy. Being dedicated, organized, and communicating constantly to make sure the projects are in place, the projects are happening, the projects are structured. In terms of reaching out to organizations, you'd be surprised how much you get from talking to the first organization. They will offer ideas, and that just develops into a plan quicker than you could imagine. Also, talking to your friends, parents, family, It's amazing how many different ideas will come across just from a conversation. It starts with a call, a phone call. It's really important. You just keep trying. Um, And I think when you start a program, you don't have any experience or brochures or here's what we did last year to show anyone. So you have to sell yourself, explain, this is what I've done, this is what I want to do, this is the vision, and often People are so keen to help because you have volunteers, volunteers to help us accomplish goals that we don't have time to do with our existing staff or resources. Um, You just need to make sure you find the right kind of group. So I think the advice I would give to someone starting a program is keep trying. Start with a phone call to a community group that you want to work with and you'll be surprised at how many ideas you get from that first phone call. They will offer suggestions on other organizations. I received a lot of the ideas from teachers, friends, just talking to people saying, what do you know about in terms of volunteer experiences in the community? And then I think it's really important to be organized. So once you have all of your partner organizations, make sure you keep in touch, keep them on board, have, their, have structure to the plan. Um, and just persevere and make sure you've got support.
0: Um, So in terms of St George's, is there a particular team that you work with to sort of make outreach happen? Definitely.
1: Um, So at the college, it is the head of the third year and we always work together because it's obviously that year group that we need to harness. Um, So that head of year will have special information, knowledge about children's talents, where they might best be placed. Um, also, great project ideas. So always working with the head of the third year, also with the chaplaincy team. And this year, we're gonna be working more with Andy Cornick um, on the college program, but we also leverage so much staff for the music program, for the uh, art projects we do, for the sports projects uh, we deliver to the different schools. So yeah, it, it, there is a group that we always work with at the junior school, we work with uh, Ian Turner, Mr. Turner, and uh, Marta Rowland. Um, and that's a consistent through the junior school. And that works really well.
0: at what time in the year do you start planning for the next year?
1: So I've already started thinking about this year. I'm already in touch with Whiteley Village because they're so keen to get started. Um, but in reality, a number of the schools we work with, they don't really have their calendars set up. For June until January. So I'll start reaching out, but the projects and the dates and the details really start in January.
0: Having been involved in so many projects, is there any particular sort of comments you've received or feedback that really sort of stick in your mind?
1: Yes, one of my favorite um, comments from a resident at uh, Ingram House, Whiteley Village, um, when we were performing the concert, she asked, what school are you from again? said, we're from St. George's. Oh, I like St. George's. And she did the thumbs up. Um, It was quite sweet. Uh, So obviously a very approving fan. Um, I think maybe another example um, would be from students who visited our junior school for a sports day, sports circuit and uh, for a school day um, from the students that uh, were attending. They said, can we stay here all all day? Can we stay here all the time? And do you guys get to do this forest school thing often? So it was um, it was quite sweet. Um, obviously, they were quite impressed with uh, the resources we had.
0: So they were invited into the junior school exactly. experience forest school. Exactly. Excellent. Yeah.
1: So they really enjoyed it, and they and I, they had that year at at that uh, at that school. Um, is one of the first people that reaches out to me, usually in December, are we doing it again? Yes, yes, we are. Um, Oh, there was was another thing a couple years ago. I remember um, our Lumen Learning Trust School uh, rep there. um, She sent me a message during the day to to give me an update on how it's going. She said, it is magical. I'm watching the older students read to the younger students. It is just bliss.
0: So is there anyone at St George's that's helped you with contacts for projects?
1: Definitely, Um, so our head of the third year last year um, had some ideas as well as a couple teachers but I say over the past couple of years probably most of the ideas have come from a couple of governors, they suggested a contact, I followed up, we had a great relationship with Cardinal Newman, a link there and then we had two more projects. Uh, Greg Cole was also super helpful. Um, When we were coming out of lockdown and had limited options uh, and offered about 10 different ideas, of which I think four actually ended up working, Um, so that was great. Um, And also our ground staff have been helpful, Um, not only just providing plants for the different gardening projects, but also coming up with ideas.
0: So if there was an organisation locally that would love to have St. George's students come and help them with a project in the summer, or somebody else that would like to volunteer to help you, how would they go about that?
1: Oh, we would love more help uh, and new ideas. Uh, We always welcome new ideas, and we'd love to hear them. So please contact me, Tiffany Bickarecki.
0: Thank you again, Tiffany, for joining us. You've been a wonderful guest, and it's been really great to hear about your story and more about the Georgian Outreach Programme. If any listeners are interested in finding out more would like to contact tiffany please get in touch with the development team thank you for listening to the georgian voices podcast if you've enjoyed today's episode why not sign up to our always georgian mailing list and receive all the latest georgian news including invitations to upcoming events and celebrations to join please visit georgianfamily.co.uk if you or anyone you know would like to feature in an upcoming episode please get in touch with the development team at St George's.